Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. No way. Everybody knows you never go full retard. You went full retard, man. I'm your huckleberry. How many assholes we got on this ship, anyhow? Yo! I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Hit the lights. It's boner time. Hey, where are the white women at? Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> what is your major malfunction, numbnuts? You have smoked yourself retarded. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? And welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters. This is a special Christmas edition. Whether or not we even go over all Christmas stuff or not, I just figured we'd try and be in the mood a little bit and... Nico and Kyle got the message at least. Thank you, gentlemen. I didn't even participate. I went to look for my Christmas stuff and I, all I found was a couple ornaments. It was, it was embarrassing and sad at the same time. So with that said, welcome the lovely Miss Janet. How are you, Janet? I'm wonderful. And I just want to say I am not festively Christmas today either because um, I don't have any Christmas attire at all. So I'm thinking... I'm going to need to borrow or get the information where Kyle got his Christmas pants. <laughs> and the Kyle she's referring to is Mr. Kyle from Big Dumb Podcast. Kyle, how's it going, man? Hey, it's going good, man. Yeah, like Janet said, I have some uh, some kitty cat Christmas pants that I, uh, you know, y'all just couldn't see it unless my dick was out. So that's for another show, but I'm glad to be here, man. Good to see all you for this little Christmas special. It's good to be with such a good group of people. And St. Nico of Upstate Unconventional. How's it going, Nico? Going great, man. Thank you so much for having me. Very festive, man. I like it. And you actually, you actually jumped the gun. I did. <laughs> so last week, <laughs> I got a text. Matt, it's like. I got a text from you last week saying, I'm all dressed up here. When is the show? I'm like, it's next Monday, dude. <laughs> I'm like, you're a week early. He's practicing. <laughs> it was a dress rehearsal. It was like 9.15. I was like, where the hell is a Zoom invite? Oh, that's great. <laughs> and the new author of Intergalactic Totalitarianism, which will be my holiday reading right here, Kyle from Conspiracy in the Force. Kyle, hey, congratulations, hey. man. Hey, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate, truly appreciate everybody, everybody's support. It's been a, it's been a grind um, writing and, and getting it together, but I'm glad it's finally out and I hope, I hope people enjoy it. I'm looking forward to it for sure. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping to push it on a couple of the people that I'm, I'm with of my family during Christmas. Cause it is, it's a nice short read, which is great, which for simple minds like myself, I can handle that. I can't handle those 500 page novels out there. You give me 150, I'm good to go. So I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's got some good little red pills in there. You know, I think people will start reading it and think it's about Star Wars. And I'm like, 9-11 was, was fucked up. Like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> Hold on a second. Where'd that come from? So yeah, if, if you know people that like, you know, Star Wars, uh, give, get, let, them, let them have a little read. It might, uh, might red pill them a little bit. 
Nice. And last but not least, Ryan from Dangerous World. How's it going, man? Good, man. I'm going to have myself on mute all night until I'm talking because my computer keeps popping up with virus stuff. So I got to get that figured out. Did you hear that? Did you hear what, that one? Uh, what kind of porn you've been watching, dude? Yeah, That's the what, real are you, <laughs> what are you doing, man? I, I don't know. It's probably Star Wars porn, dude. Congratulations <laughs> on the book, Kyle. It's Thank very you. interesting, man. I'm going to have to pick one up. For sure. I can now buy all the premium Star Wars porn I want now. That's really was my goal. So really <laughs> is that like a secret society? It, it it probably is. I mean, there are there are some weird fuckers out there. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, I, I would say so for sure. There's uh, a bunch of them on this episode right now. So yeah, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very excited for another one of these Monday Night Master Debaters, man. Thank you. So Kyle, how does it feel having the book actually out now? That's got to be quite a relief. It's it's weird. Like it didn't seem like real until like I was actually like holding it in my hand, you know. And like and then just looking, it it still just kind of feels like a, a weird ex- experience. But I'm really happy that it it finally got done. It's one of those things where like even now I'm going through it. I'm like, man, I, I should have changed that. I should change that. Like so I know how like. I know how George Lucas was when he wanted to redo the movies like 5,000 times. Like this is just a short little book. And I'm like, I should change this, 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 but um, it's a, it's a, it's a great feeling. And I hope to do, I hope to do more. So if, if, if people like it, I'm really looking forward to, to doing more kind of stuff like this too. How long did it take you to write it? It was most, I was probably most of this year kind of on and off, you know, a few hours here and there. And, went through like a lot of different drafts of ideas and things. And, you know, I had a lot of different crazy concepts and like, I mean, the, really the driver is uh, for anybody who doesn't know about it is that, you know, like in star Wars, the empire, like how the empire was built is like no different than how, you know, Nazi Germany was built or how the Soviet um, Soviet union was built. Like they, they promise people all these things and they fill these people's heads with all these crazy ideas about how they're going to create this great society And it's all built on lies. And, you know, we even see that now, obviously, with all the COVID stuff going on, we're told that the powers that be want to do all this stuff to keep us safe and to help us out. But looking at the Star Wars prequels, you know, the the future Emperor Palpatine said that the whole time. He's like, listen, I want to create a safe society for everybody. And at the end of the day, he's just basically like, fuck you. I'm in control. You're my slaves. And that's how all these stories end up. And, you know, there's useful idiots, all that kind of stuff. So it just it's a kind of a cautionary tor- uh, tale for people who are towing the mainstream line about everything going on now. Like, listen, in the end, you're going to be, even if you think you're fully vaxxed, like you're going to be fucked just like everybody else is. You're not going to be treated any better. You're not going to get any preferential treatment just because you, you tow the party line this whole time. These uh, totalitarian organizations don't care about you or me. They only care about themselves and they're going to get you whether you, or try to get you whether you whether you like it or, or or not. So it's um just to open people's eyes to a lot of the manipulation. Everybody on here and a lot of people listening, I'm sure already already into that. You know, they they know that a lot of the stuff that we hear is is false and falsified and for a specific agenda to give them more control and to put them in control over us more. So, um, but no, it's it was uh it's taken you know most of this year to do, and I I'm really happy that it's it's finally done. And I'm actually working on the audio book right now, so that's going to take you know, maybe another week or two to, to get wrapped up. But I'm, I'm happy to get that out because, you know, I'm like, well, you can't do, 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 you can't base a book off a podcast and not have like an audio version of it. That's, that's kind of silly. And plus 
I know Kyle, um, Kyle from Big Dumb over here, he told me that he can't read. So I wanted to make sure that I had a format for people that are unable to read. Um, I'm all about helping um, special needs people. So that's, that's, it's like the du- Derek Zoolander school for kids who can't read well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I got my fucking doctorate from that school, man. Okay. But Kyle, I, I do appreciate it. Um, you know, I was going to ask you like, you know, how do you feel writing a book, you know, and you know trying to sell it to me and i can't even fucking read but to know that there's an audiobook where i can listen to it it means the world to me man i really do appreciate it uh i'll pass it on to all my other retarded friends and we'll have a good time good and sorry guys my my camera just stopped working i don't know what's like i said first time doing this i got a whole new setup so i appreciate you bearing with me i might have to just not have video for this one but um but kyle (laughs) i really thank you very much dude i really do appreciate that that means the world to me man absolutely absolutely and like i seriously thank you everybody so much for your support it's uh it it was a great it was a great experience and i hope that like i said i hope that people people like it and appreciate and i hope to hope to do more of it in the future so here we go so how was it writing it uh with your kids oh man that's the that's the hardest part is like trying to find a few hours like at night and honestly like like Nico, you know, you're saying your kids are in bed at eight o'clock tonight. My kids are in bed about the same same time, you know, eight o'clock or earlier. So it's a it's a few hours at night. It's a few hours in the morning. It's like you know, at lunchtime at, at work here and there, and it's it's really hard. I mean, I even took just a few days off work just to just to purely just get into it and write it because it's uh it's one of those things. I know a lot of people can relate to it. Like if you have an idea of something you want to do, you can't really do it when you're constantly interrupted. You know what I mean? Like if you have any kind of task, what, whatever it is, writing, doing a podcast, anything you like, I'm not the, even, even when I'm doing my work at work and my boss interrupts me, it just like, it throws off my, my fucking mind and it takes me a while to get back into it. So just trying to carve out those like really nice, quiet times. Um, and it was actually good. Cause it'd be time when I would just be like drinking or doing something that, you know, wasn't <laughs> all that, all that productive anyways. But like, it was, it was, yeah, Janet, to your, to your question, it was, it was hard trying to find that, that time away. Um, which is probably why, why it took so long. But, you know, I also tried not to rush it either. You know, I, I wanted to make sure that I was still getting my sleep and was still being able to do my work and be a good husband and, and, and father and all this stuff at the same time. So I tried to pace myself out a little bit, you know, so I didn't get burned out, but also I was able to kind of um, stay on task. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty challenging. So it, it took pretty the good part of this year to, to get it all wrapped up. Well, good job and congratulations. Thank you. And, and I will say anybody out there on here or anybody that's listening, you know, it's if you have anything you want to write, seriously, it's if you can get it written, it's ridiculously easy to publish on a platform like Amazon. Seriously, it only takes maybe a half hour or so to to put all the stuff through there. And, you know, you get you get a pretty good royalty off of it. So anybody out there like seriously. It, 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 you know, I'm, I'm no, I'm no freaking genius. You know, every, anybody can do this kind of stuff. If you, if you, if you have the mind to it, if you, if you have some thoughts, if you have pe- things that you think people um, can listen and appreciate. So uh, just encourage everybody, if that's something you want to do, Hey, go at it. You know, it's, it's one thing that I've always wanted to try to do because I always feel like, you know, for me personally, I get across, I, I personally feel like I get my message across better in writing than in, like, like sometimes like a format like this, because I want to be able to organize my thoughts and make sure that everything is, you know, in, in a right, concise, concise manner. Cause like, you know, with, 
I kind of have an introverted personality. So like, as soon as we're done with this call here, be like, man, I should have said that. I should have said this. I should have said this, this, this. So like in, in writing, it's a lot, it's a lot easier format for, for me personally. So anybody out there, you know, write down your thoughts. It's uh, it, even if you don't want to publish it, I think it's a good way to kind of um, organize some things and kind of maybe get out frustrations, get out some anger, get out any kind of emotions that you, you feel like you could, you could uh, get out. So yeah. yeah it's therapy. Well, yeah, dude, yeah. you sound like the the Yoda Gary V right now. Like I'm looking you in the eyes while you're talking, and then every once in a while I get a glimpse of those Yoda ears, and it <laughs> throws me off. <laughs> but you're uh, that's a beautiful statement, dude. You're very motivational. I like it. I, I'm I'm Thank definitely you. gonna get it. And Brian yeah. hates motivational speakers. I do. <laughs> that's but one thing different. we've learned. If they if they yeah. had Yoda if they had Yoda ears on, you know, you'd listen to any of them though. You have right. to listen to things that people that have Yoda hats on say. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, where do we go from Yoda ears? That is the question. <laughs> Yoda well, jump into the. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, let's jump into the, everyone's first conspiracy, Santa Claus. When did everyone find out the truth? That's a tough one. Wait, Actually, what do you mean? Yeah, when did you realize that Santa was when you were a kid? Real? When did you? <laughs> Santa's not real. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Ryan. I was joking, Ryan. I was joking. <laughs> He's still gonna find you on Christmas. I swear. Well, and yeah, Janet, you're saying that you're that you're not part of the whole Christmas thing. I think you've got the the blue light back there. That means you're Jewish, right? Isn't that the blue thing? (laughs) That's the TV. Oh, (laughs) we we have a light bar behind the TV. Yeah, I was looking for the menorah. Colors, if we want it to, yeah. Well, I have the uh, my my Christmas tree. I need to post a picture of it. It's got red, white, and blue. So I got the blue lights and the white lights, and then I have red tinsel, and then the uh, the golden turd on top to signify the podcast so yeah no i i have to show that but yeah i was accused of being jewish when people saw the tree it was kind of insulting but it's fine you know. <laughs> oh, oh my god let's see a side profile of your nose just kidding <laughs> my nose is crooked it's, i've broken it a couple times so it's kind of crooked and it's big that used to be my mainstay too, Ryan. I had the blue and white lights on the tree. I hate I hate reds and greens. They always messed with my eyes and gave me headaches. So I always liked the blue and white, and it was cool. And we call we called it the Christmas tree. So it was kind of the best of both worlds. And no one can I have a little. I, I have a little bit of color blindness, so like the red and green sometimes like throws me off a little bit because they kind of look like the same thing. So I'm disabled. The Christmas is a so great time for seizures. It is. If you're if you are not good for lights, man, it can drive you Well, that's wild. what they, you know. I'll, I've been finding out, you know, and I think we've all known this our whole lives. Heart attacks and, and seizures, that kind of stuff, only happens when the cold weather hits. So over the that's past, that's right. Month, it you know, only all these comes attacks, at Christmas time. Uh, o- only, only. It's 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 really it's a fun time for everybody. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, the the encouraging message from the White House, though. Everybody remember, Merry Christmas to all except the unvaccinated because you're all going to die. And your families are going to die, too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. happy yeah. holidays to you. So you're telling me I have something to look forward to this year. This yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, that is a very interesting uh, message. I saw that and it's, uh, you know, 
talk about bringing the country together. You know what I mean? It's very interesting that they're going to, that they're going to come at it like that. But um, that administration's falling apart, man. I know this is, you know, preaching to the choir here, but they are really flailing right now. I don't know if you guys caught that, that little video uh, with Charlemagne and say what you want yeah. about that guy, but he gets some good, good content out there. I, you know, I don't, I don't really like the, the breakfast club as a whole, but uh, that dude is very, very good at connecting with his his, you know, interviewee. And uh, he's like the black Joe Rogan, even though I have my thoughts about Joe Rogan. But like this dude really does connect with who he's interviewing. Is that his show called The Breakfast Club? Yeah, he's got that with uh, with another dude, uh, DJ Envy, and then a black lady. I forget her name, though. And it's a it's a great morning show, honestly, even though it's very hip hop focused. Um, they do. It's it's goofy and it's fun. And there's a lot of good, good information. But they talk with high profile people. They've talked with Bernie Sanders. They've talked with Tulsi Gabbard. They don't talk with many Republicans. But uh, if you want to kind of get like what is what kind of propaganda is being pushed out to the younger kids, uh, you'll definitely catch catch a lot of it from the Breakfast Club. Is that the one that Biden is that the one that Biden was on last year talking about if you ain't you know if you don't vote for me you ain't black yes sir and so he he got he got an incriminating so he's got both of them now yeah he's got an incriminating (laughs) clip from both and it's very interesting if you watch that clip um the the one that I saw uh Charlemagne was saying uh you know so I want to know who's really in charge of the country is it Joe Biden or Joe Manchin and then Kamala Harris just acts like she can't even hear him. And he calls her out. He's like, yo, I think she's acting like she can't hear me. And you hear you hear a, a aide come in and say, like, hey, we need to cancel this call. Like, we're done. He's got you on the fucking ropes. And uh, she's like, no, I can hear you. You know, it's just it's very, very sloppy, almost to the point where I'm questioning if that was a setup. But, you know, this is my crazy brain thinking that everything's a freaking setup. But, uh, yeah, very, very uh, provocative conversations that dude has. That sounded like Yoda right there. How I said that provocative <laughs> conversations that dude has. <laughs> yeah, that that was definitely interesting. You get you get what she and her reaction was just the typical babble. Right. I mean, she had no points. She started rambling about, you know, tax cuts and saving money for black children. And it just it was all nonsense. I mean, with her response, I saw some anytime that- they. Anytime they get her like an off the cuff question, if somebody like sees her on a street and asks her, like what her response is, is the typical, um, very assertive, but also has nothing to do with anything that the person is asking. She tries to make it sound like she knows what we're talking about, but when you watch the clip, you're like, that was unrelated. And it, it's like the clip from the Adam Sandler movie, you know, like everybody in this room is now dumber after hearing what you had to say every single time she speaks. Well, the reason she got to the top because her mouth was full, not because she was speaking. <laughs> there you go. So it's not was her she words. Stuffed with sausage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then the other thing is, I don't know if any of you guys saw this, but uh, supposedly in New York there was a school system where they were passing around a an email went around to the teachers of uh, elementary and middle school kids that they should now uh, be aware of the signs of uh, kids having strokes and heart attacks. Yeah, I saw that. Is some of the scariest shit if, you know, if you're thinking about that, because now 
I mean, this is real. If they're if they're warning people and warning teachers to be on the lookout for the signs of it, it's coming. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't think anyone's ready to start seeing kids developing heart issues. I mean, oh, but hey, I mean, thank our government, because now they're investigating all the way down to infants for giving them this. So, you know. Good there, on you, administration. Yeah, it, it's very easy to to get, you know, frustrated with the way that the government is. But it, and it is there, there's something that we have to bring up where the indoctrination of these nurses. Right. Mm-hmm. Janet, I know right. you, you're, you're yeah. a retired yeah. nurse. Right. Yep. So, I mean, I know that you're more independently thinking than most. And I actually talked about this on this episode I'm releasing for tomorrow morning. It was supposed to come out last night, but you know, we already talked about all that issue. Um, I I went to a Christmas party since this is the Christmas episode, figured I'd bring it up here. Went to a Christmas party and talked with my uh, cousin. I was wearing my government is the virus hoodie, which in hindsight probably wasn't a good idea seeing as how everyone in my family, other than me, my mom, my dad, and my sister are vaccinated. So my extended family is all vaccinated. They're all kind of old school liberals. Uh, at this point, it, it seems to be some virtue signaling, but, uh, you know, I love my family, dude, but you know, uh, my, my female cousin that's five years older comes up to me and, and she's an ICU nurse. And she actually went to New York when shit hit the fan in March, 2020 and April, 2020, she went up to New York and worked in the ICU, right? Saw all kinds of crazy stuff. Right. I mean, this, that, that was literally like, if you're going to have like a war for modern day nurses, that was it. It was pretty hairy. It seems like. Mm-hmm. And so she tells me that she doesn't like my my hoodie and all this stuff, kind of joking at first. And I'm like, why? You know, and we kind of go back and forth and we start the conversation. And she says that, um, you know, it, it's very irresponsible of me to get the vaccine. And she's got a master's degree. Very, very smart individual on, on the books. And I start pushing back a little bit. Very civil, having a great like normal dialogue, normal debate. And she uh, starts getting a little hysterical. And gets upset with me because I'm asking her, well, do you know who invented the PCR test? This test that you're using for the gold standard? She's like, well, why does that matter? And I'm like, well, do you know who it is? You know, Kerry Mullis, he won the Nobel Prize for winning this thing. He said that you should not be using this to find viruses. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, that's not important. What, what is important is there's a gene that some people have that make you more susceptible to getting COVID. And I'm like, well, oh, well, what's the name of that gene? I don't fucking know what it is, you know, and, and she's telling me this. And I'm like, well, how can you bring that up if you don't know the name of the gene? Exactly. And dude, she starts fucking crying in the middle of our conversation because she can't. I'm some dummy that didn't go to college. Right. And I'm actually pushing back more than probably the most educated people that she's talked to mm-hmm. because I have real things that I can actually bring up. I'm asking, how do we know that there's variants? She brings up the idea that there's sequencing tests. And I say, well, what are the sequencing tests? All that that does, it lines up the proteins, right? Everyone has different proteins in their body so that you can't really break it down from a Correct. sequencing test. Correct. So, I mean, you know, and this is what made her cry. And I felt really bad. But at the same time, I wasn't stepping down from my point of view. And afterwards, I was asking people, I was like, was I being a dick? And they're like, <laughs> no, you know, you know, you got you guys were just having a normal conversation. She was actually the one yelling at me and she started right. yelling and saying, I don't know shit and crying literally. And, and you know, and, and so this is this is what's really concerning 
is people that love their family and maybe aren't as steadfast on their position as I am or we are or most people that interact in this community, they're going to get brainwashed into doing this just because someone that they love and that they trust and maybe even look up to is saying, hey, this thing is important and it's life-changing technology. Yeah, and it's true. And and a lot of nurses um, and doctors, which I will admit I used to be completely um, idiotic to, uh, you know, the facts until I got put in charge of the vaccines for children program. I was getting uh, state and federal information that wasn't uh, public knowledge. Uh, so it wasn't until I actually started reading that and reading, you know, package inserts from those and from meds and everything else that I was finally able to educate my stuff because myself, because these are things they don't go over in school. Um, and so there is a lot of, uh, you know, like under, under knowledge, how about that in the medical community where they're not educated on stuff and, or people that work for, you know, big hospital corporations and they're just going on the information that they have like during town hall meetings um, <clears throat> that come from the president of, you know, the hospital corporations or whatnot. But what a lot of people need to understand is that a lot of these hospital organizations and stuff, they get a ton of money, federal funding, federal grants um, from the NIH, from the CDC, from the federal government, from drug manufacturers, uh, vaccine manufacturers, the whole nine yards. And so the narrative is controlled uh, from the top down in the organizations as to what their employees uh, will and will not be privy to. Hey, speaking of the NIH, did any of you guys see one of the most cringeworthy videos? The head of the NIH uh, singing a pandemic song to the tune of yeah. Puff the Magic Dragon? Yeah. Oh. No, Francis Collins. Yeah, I, I, that's Fauci's boss, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed, I missed that one. I heard a reference to it, but I think I missed it. Whoa, um, he's a Collins. Here, let me see if I can yeah. pull it's it up. It's Francis here. Collins. We, oh, we, Kyle, how do you feel about that one, bud? <laughs> oh, here we go. All right, let's do you got it pulled up. Hit it. Yep. All right. Oh, boy, I hate it already. Let's go. Yeah, it looks like he needs to get pegged. <laughs> or just did. Uh, it won't play. What's going on? Are you sharing screen? Oh, okay. Yeah. It will not. Oh, he's actually got the fucking guitar. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. He's got the whole deal, but it will not play. What is going on? Oh, it might be for the best. <laughs> yeah, it's... <clears throat> dude, it's because you got 50 tabs open, dude. What's wrong with you, you animal? <laughs> 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 well, while that's loading, did you guys see the the awesome uh, acapella video the other day too? Oh yeah, that, that, that was, was fun about worthy. about getting your booster. Yeah, that was you know direct from the White House. Ugh, ugh, dude, it's it's so fucked. It's so fucked. Well, and while you pull that up, um, Ryan, what you're saying about your friend, like an ICU nurse, 
one of my roommates from college, she was a, a nurse, a nursing major in school and all that. And she actually right out of school went to go work for the Mayo Clinic. And this year, you know, 2020, I hit her up and I was like, hey, what's what's you know, how's it all going? She's like, oh, we're furloughed. All of us mm-hmm. we're all furloughed. I'm like, why are you like I figured I would be like crazy busy. She's like, no, there's no one there. So they right. that off. makes that makes sense to do when you have all kinds of bodies piling up in a hospital. Right. I mean, like this is I, again, I hate just repeating the same things, but it's clear, dude, that that this is what's going on. I don't, Matt, I know you're trying to play that, but we still couldn't hear the beginning. All right, let's try it. Oh, oh there we go. Yeah, I heard this. Brought to you by Pfizer. (laughs) What a fag. Yeah, I did hear that. I heard that on the No Agenda show. I just didn't know that guy doing it. That's ridiculous. Oh, it's awful. And it's kind of weird that that uh, he's stepping down from his position as director right at the time that supposedly the Maxwell trial is going on and all of these other CEOs and big name people um, are stepping down while there's a pedophile trial going on. So, hmm. like, write a I, jingle really quick, but on your way out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it'll it'll get us more donor dollars. <laughs> well, you know, one other note on the healthcare thing is, you know, this thing I've been thinking, and Janet, I want to get your thoughts on this. I'm thinking that you know, the hospitals, and the the big thing you hear is, you know, such and such percent of the people in the hospital with COVID are unvaccinated, and okay. Maybe that's the case, but obviously they don't tell you about the people in the hospital with myocarditis and heart attacks and all this other stuff because of the vaccine. But but anyways, um, I, I'm I'm getting the the feeling that the the ways and means uh, of treatment plans that they're performing for unvaccinated people are intentionally meant to make them worse or even kill them. I mean, let's be honest; they've been putting Correct. people on ventilators since March 2020. I mean, even here in Ohio, you guys may have heard over the past few weeks that people have been petitioning courts to have the uh, hospitals bring them ivermectin and other Mm -hmm. kinds of treatments. And some of them have been some have been successful and some and some haven't. And the people people, the guy was on his deathbed. He was probably like days away from dying and he got ivermectin. I don't know if it's ivermectin or another basically another kind of treatment versus just going on a ventilator and getting whatever the, the normal thing they do. And he walked out of there. Right. Talking about clonal antibodies, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's um, the sad thing is, but that's very true because, and what a lot of people don't understand is when you immediately stick someone on a ventilator um, while they're dealing with this, it works in reverse. So it actually causes alveolar damage in your lungs. So, and that's the, you know, inflation sacs in your lungs. Um, So it damages those to the point where they can't inflate. 
So you actually, um, it's like a drowning feeling. Um, it suffocates you and instead of helping your lungs, but the reimbursement that the hospital gets for a ventilator is so ungodly high. That's why they do it because the more, um, revenue generating, uh, measures that they can do like that, the more federal funding that they get. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and it's a double, and it's a double whammy with the money too, because if you put people on ventilators and, Oh, whoops, they died. Well, guess what? Right. Now you have, then, a marketing, then you also, now you have a, they have a marketing plan for coming yes, in to get, everybody get, come in to get the vaccine because you don't want to be like, be like this sad ass till over here just died because of it. Now come get the vaccine so we can make more money off of it. But you also get money for anything that goes down as a COVID death. Mm-hmm. The hospital always gets reimbursement for that as well. Um, which oddly enough, right before we did the show this evening, I got a, um, little message from the state that I live in um, telling nursing staff and healthcare staff uh, that they're changing the ways of reporting deaths because uh, the deaths aren't coming in fast enough or aren't being reported fast enough uh, through the regular channels that they have set up. So they have set up a special uh, reporting line to go straight into the state, <clears throat> which then in turn, fed, you know, funnels right into the federal government as well. Um, it's like a straight line reporting system where they can report a COVID death immediately. COVID deaths and only COVID deaths, nothing else. They don't care about anything else. Well, well, yeah. um, so now they're skirting regular uh, state and federal regulations to, to, further this down the pipeline so they can, number one, create more fear, scare porn, um, stuff like that, but also that the hospital can get faster reimbursement for deaths. When you saw on, I don't know if y'all watched the the Joe Rogan episode with Dr. Peter Mercola, and he he broke this down because he was, he Joe asked like, how are they finding out how like the death toll, like the ticker, he was talking about the CNN like death ticker. And he, the doctor, Peter McCullough, who, by the way, is probably the most qualified doctor in the whole country uh, on anything. You know, he's just got credentials out the ass. And he was like, we, I, he's like, I sign death certificates every day. And, you know, it takes about six weeks from the time of death for the death certificate to come in. Mm-hmm. We still to this day do not know how they were getting daily updates on deaths right. from COVID. And then I think I told this story before talking about hospitals getting reimbursed is. Like in March 2020, um, my dad actually, um, he, he's got <laughs> from all his years of drug use, uh, he's got a lot of issues with blood clots, right? Like just not without a vaccine or anything like that. He's just got issues right. with blood clots. And uh, he, he felt one coming on. It started in his leg and he felt it go to his lungs. Like he felt it get like, dis- I don't know how it works. He's right. fucking, He's had tons of them. And he felt it dislodge from his leg and go to his lungs. So he's like having a hard time breathing mm-hmm. and he knew exactly what it was. And he goes to the ER, checks himself in. He's like, Hey, I have a blood clot. Here's what it is. And they were like, we need to test you for COVID. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what the fuck? Okay. So, he, and, he, and so they put him on the COVID floor of the hospital. This is, I think this is Baylor center in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And, um, they leave him there for two days until his test comes back negative. And he's just suffering the whole time. Like they don't give him any medicine or anything like that. Like he's dying and his test comes back negative. 
They treat him for the blood clot. They test him again before he leaves negative. He goes home and then he gets a bill in the, in the mail like a week later. And he's like, you know, he, he reads, look at, looks at the bill and it's like, I don't know, 70 grand or something for the week he was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, his balance was zero. But on the paperwork, it said COVID, pay, you know, COVID treatment. He, and he calls the hospital and he's like, hey, what is this? I thought I, you know, tested negative. And they said, well, sir, um, your bill is like $70,000. Do you want to pay that? He was like, no. And they were like, then you were a COVID patient. So like from the fraudulent billing, that's very fraudulent billing from the beginning. He was a COVID statistic. I mean, and that's, I mean, imagine if that was my dad, just some random guy randomly throughout, you know, all of the medical people, you know, uh, interactions in the country over the last two years, that was at the very beginning. Imagine how often that's happened since then. And then another story, my grandfather passed away a few months ago. He was, he had cancer, um, all kinds of crazy. I mean, he was, a he was on hospice, like actively dying. And he goes to the hospital for, for something. I don't remember what it was. I think he was like internally bleeding or something like that from the cancer. And while he's in the hospital, literally on his deathbed, they're like, sir, you tested positive for COVID. And they're like, what? They wouldn't let him leave. They wouldn't let his wife come in and see him like all this stuff. And, you know, eventually they were like, like my grandma and all my mom, my mom and her sisters, they all threw a fit and he got to go home. But he, you know, he died as soon as he got home. Mm-hmm. But like he was a covid death, even though he was had, you know, stage four pancreatic cancer and was like going to die anyway. But they build it as a covid death. I mean, that, how the hell? Yeah, that, that fits like 75 percent of the deaths, though. There oh, are multiple comorbid. Right. Yeah. Right? It, it, and even like that, even the diagnosis of a, a covid positive. Jan, I know I think we've talked about this before. Um, for, for the first year, at least, and I, and I work in, in, in the hospital system for the first year, at least anybody that was uh, on a Medicare plan, if you were an inpatient with a positive COVID diagnosis, the insurance companies had to give you 20% more than they were mm-hmm. going to pay you initially, just because you, just because of, of COVID. Right. So, yeah. So there was so many fraudulent things that I know they say they're doing audits and going back, but there's no way they're ever going to, yeah. to really find out how much fraud and, and I'm going to be, look, I'm going to be checking this over the next few years to see how much fraud really ha- happened mm-hmm. with this. I mean, we know the fraud with that payment protection plan, like millions and billions of dollars, people are buying Lamborghinis and shit with all that money that the right. government gave out for this. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. The amount of money that, that um, were fraudulently, uh, yeah, taken uh, from taxpayers. There's, there's no reason that they would want to audit themselves accurately, right? I mean, right. to your point, Kyle, and then to, to the other Kyle, dude, sorry about your your grandpa, dude. Like, that's that's rough, man. That's always tough losing somebody. But you brought up a really good point about what your dad was going through. I would say anytime anyone's calling the hospital regarding COVID, record the conversation if it's possible. You know what I mean? Right. Like That's a great because then you can prove what's going on, you know, and obviously right. your, your dad was probably very caught off guard by the way that they handled that. But I, I mean, know that like March 31st, 2020. So that was like two weeks in yeah. going on. So really, he had no idea. I mean, he's a little more in tune of this stuff. Like he knew what was like what was going on. And as soon as that happened, that confirmed it for him. He was like, oh, this is a fucking yeah. scam. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, and that's that's the thing. And I know I know COVID is a tired subject. And I know I know Matt especially doesn't really like talking about it. I, I'm not a, a huge fan of talking about it. But I would say if anyone is going to talk about these things, whether it be family situations or whatever, 
only say things that you can readily pull up to prove because there are so many. You don't need to go off on, on whims. I, I've heard the thing that Janet was saying about like how, how hospitals are, are getting paid. I haven't seen the documents. That doesn't mean that they don't exist. I actually uh-huh. do believe that those exist. But pull up things that you can actually readily yeah. show because that was the problem. That's what made <clears throat> the argument go so well in my favor is because mm-hmm. I was saying things that I could show right away. Like right. It took two seconds, please. So, I mean, what else do we want to get into here other than just this the same thing that everyone's talking about with uh, with COVID, man? What do you? What else are you getting into? No, I, I was I wanted to take it down a little Christmas Avenue. See if anybody had any interesting Christmas traditions. Uh, any interesting Christmas stories? I know, you know, whenever we used to get together as a family, it was always a shit show around Christmas time because it was, you know, fi- yeah. all the cousins getting together. The, you know, the parents are getting drunk and kids are just running the asylum. And man, it was just mayhem back in the day. My family slaughters cats. It's weird, but we do it like ritualistically. Well, we, you know, we bl- we bathe in the blood of our enemies over the past year. We just round them up and. You know, um, Ryan, but, is that only at Christmas or do you guys do that throughout the year? Oh, I see too? some meat behind you there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. He's like, no. what? Cat? Did you say cat? Not Mr. No, Potter. Man. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. I love cats. I mean, I don't like cats. I'm more of a dog person, but cats are cool, man. No, uh, honestly, dude, the, the, the biggest thing that we used to do for me, Matt, to answer your question for Christmas, like, you know, traditions, um, it sucks when the older generations start dying off because those are always the ones that seem to hold the traditions together mm-hmm. because let's face it, you know, the boomers had their problems. Um, but the, the millennials really don't have a clue when it comes to organizing family. It just, I mean, I, I, I can vouch for that firsthand. My, uh, my uncle and my aunt, my dad's brother and uh, sister-in-law used to have the most epic Christmas Eve party every single year. Um, no one works on Christmas Day, so we would all get fucked up. I mean, I'm talking from the age of like 12. I was getting drunk as shit over at their house. And it was fun, like this one that we just did the other day. It was at my other uncle's house. And my sister, who's 17, and her little boyfriend were drinking and like taking shots and just having a good time. They weren't driving or anything, so like everything is safe. But it's a it's a fun thing, man. Like there's something kind of special as as, you know, dysfunctional as it is having like those couple of nights a year where like, you know, there's kind of no rules. And like, obviously, no one's like, you know, killing anyone or anything, but everyone's like having fun and and kind of breaking rules that are harmless, you know, drinking underage and, you know, doing whatever. It's just kind of a fun, fun deal. And it makes it it kind of puts me in the holiday spirit, at least when. When you can break a little rule. You ever uh, pop off some rounds for Jesus, bud? You know, just go outside and just, uh, you know, that's a good time. Just blindly shoot into the desert. No, I don't do that. Um, but it, you know, you- I see, I see Janet doing that for real. <laughs> well, yeah, where we live now, that is a distinct possibility that we may or may not be able to do that. Mm-hmm. I always, uh, you know, yeah, I'm I'm fairly young. I'm probably the youngest one here. I'm only 25. But, uh, you know, the last, you know, when I was, you know, probably 16, 17, me and my cousins would always go for like Thanksgiving and Christmas. We'd always go for the walk. You know what I mean? Like right before everybody gets together to eat, you know, you already did presents. You already did a lot of fun stuff. Um, you know, you just go for that walk down the street and when and then you come back and you're ready to eat. If you all know what I mean, uh, that was always a good time, you know, um, 
my my cousins uh i i got a huge italian family you know i probably got 50 cousins on one side on my mom's side and it's just it used to be a shit show you know my grandma lived at one point my whole family lived in the same town and my grandma had this tiny little duplex and we would all pile in there uh you know for christmas and it used to i mean it was insane you know everybody would buy gifts for everybody else all the kids i mean there's i mean i would break it in on christmas man it was crazy uh, but as I got older, I kind of realized, you know, it's really just about being with the family and kind of spending time. You know, you do, you really don't see everybody, the, you know, throughout the year. You just see them, you know, once or twice, maybe three times a year when everybody's together. And, you know, after experiencing some loss over the last couple of years, um, really just trying to not necessarily change traditions, but try to hang on to the best parts of them, I think is the most important, you know, just trying to get people together and just hang out, you know, put the bullshit aside, you know, well, we could, I could easily walk in and deck my cousins in the face for the shit they do, they've done and said, and uh, I'm sure y'all feel the same way about some people in your family. So, um, but, you know, I always try to put it aside, you know, just hang out, enjoy, you know, you don't have to talk to everybody, but at least just try to have a good time. That's, that's what I'm looking forward to going into this, this holiday. It's just trying to relax, you know, just this year's been crazy the last two years have been crazy and uh i think it's it's important just to take a deep breath and uh try to enjoy enjoy the time you have you know what i mean because it, it's not forever that's something i've learned over the last couple of years dude that adds some magic yeah. to it man hanging out with these family members that you really don't even like that much you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll totally piggyback off of kyle's point there like you know going through things in life it, it puts things in perspective um, and especially like you said about, you know, losing people, like I lost my mom, it's been over 13 years and I lost my brother three years ago, but like now I feel like with my, with my two kids, I feel like, like I've lost two people and now I've gained two people and now I can start a brand new tradition with this, with this family I have. And it's like, I know a lot, a lot of people, and I know Kyle, you're not one of these people, but there are, and you probably have no people like this that have been through loss and things. And they're so depressed and so anxiety ridden about that kind of stuff about how ho around holidays and stuff. And, and I understand it to a certain point, but, but there comes a point where you have to appreciate the people that are here with you. You know, there's one thing right. to mourn and to be sad about those who've lost and we need to respect those people's me memory. And those people would want us to keep moving on. Those people would want us to keep their traditions alive and to start our new traditions, you know? So just, just to anybody out there listening, like if, if you've lost somebody and, you know, we all feel for, we all feel for you. We've all been there. We've all been through these kind of situations, but, you know, put it in, put it in perspective. There's always people there for you right here and now, you know, ready to be with you and, and start new traditions if you need to. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. I think starting new traditions is the best thing. And uh, I'm the complete opposite. Uh, starting in 2020, we just stopped talking to family because, we didn't agree with agreed. anyone. Same. So yeah, I used to dread the holidays because <laughs> oh, I'd have to see my cousins. I'd have to see grandpa. It just, it was a nightmare. And uh, yeah, since 2020, we kind of put our flag in the ground and we're just like, yeah, this is what we believe. And everyone just scattered. So now mm -hmm. we can do whatever the hell we want on the holidays. And it's amazing. Yeah, Spider-Man, you're going to go see the new Spider-Man on Christmas, dude. I never no. understood people who went to the movies on Christmas. And then one time I went with like my girl at, you know, high school, my high school girlfriend's family. We went to the fucking movies on Christmas and it was fantastic. It was the best mm -hmm. thing I ever did. It was awesome. Yeah. Those uh, people sorry. are called Jewish. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, it comes out of the woodwork. I, I, I think it makes sense. Went and saw a movie called Menorah. I know. The Passion of the Christ. They're like, yeah, let's get this fucker. Let's go get this guy. Dude, uh, I do, I have to I have to say right now, like when Kyle Kyle the Star Wars Kyle is saying these things, it is so funny, dude, with that fucking hat. It is so I keep I keep, saying forget, smart, I keep forgetting about it to be honest. I'm I know like, I can tell like, you're a saying deep the smartest with a, with a ball in my face. Well, yeah, you're, and you're saying the most heartfelt things, and you're very serious, and your fucking ears are flopping around. It's so good. No, I want it on. No, no. Come on. dude, you Stop gotta the show. leave it. Stop it's the show. Get the hat. It's it's hat. Dude, it makes it. It is so fucking funny, man. That's why I was like kind of chuckling when you were talking. You're saying the smartest things, but it's so funny, dude. So, Matt, what about funny what stories? You, what are you doing for Christmas this year? Like, what do you? Wait, what's your kind of tradition? You know. Who's that? Matt, Matt, what do you, what do you, what do you got going on this? Oh, uh, dude, mine, mine, I don't have, I am on the verge of restarting Christmas tradition. Okay. You know, uh, I, I got divorced last year. So Christmas last year was probably one of the worst holidays for me ever, oh. you know, just being away, you know, after, you know, not waking up Christmas morning with my son for the first time and all that kind of stuff. But this year, I'm actually kind of looking forward to it because he and I have a little we're going to go take a week's vacation down to visit my sister. So that's kind of going to be our new starting our new tradition is we go spend a week down mm-hmm. with my my sister's family and and, uh, and and go that route. So in the past, I, you know, it, it was all uh, we were heavy into my ex-wife's family and they would have the wildest Christmas Eve party. It was kind of like a combination of. Her mom's office party, uh, family party, uh, her and her brother's friends. And so it was like waves. The early wave was like the office people. We drink with them. Then the family would come over and we drink with them. And then the friends would come over and we'd be up. You know, sometimes we'd bring up the sun. But the problem was once you have kids, you can't do that anymore. Because no. I don't know about you, me and my wife, me and my, yeah, me and my wife tried to do that this weekend and it was, it was awful. <laughs> oh. I, I went to bed, at, I went to bed at two 30, which was like three hours before my wife and she was dead the next day. She's well, still yeah, alive. What about, you got to think about like Santa, you know, Santa's got to come on Christmas Eve. So actually a few years ago was the first time I actually got to help being Santa. You know what I mean? I got to help, you know, do the whole Santa thing and I was fucking trash and I was like, let's get this fucking bike in here. Let's put it together. You know, <laughs> like with fucking little <laughs> Ikea tools, just fucking putting this little bike together and like eating the fucking cookies and throwing the carrots in the trash. I was like smoking a blunt, putting a yeah. bike together for the kids. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is the magic of Christmas right here. I am. This is the magic right now. It's happening. Well, dude, uh, you, dude you guys I, make I respect me feel like that. A- yeah, you guys make me feel like a real piece of shit because my family, like, there's little kids staying up to like five in the morning and shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> insane. I feel like they make the kids go to sleep, like, take an afternoon nap. You know what I mean? Be like, hey, little shit, go to sleep. And then, like, you know, they'll, they'll wake up and they'll, I mean, the kids will rage right along with it. They're obviously not drinking. You know, you got to be at least 12 to drink. But going nuts, going nuts. Yeah, we made we made that mistake yeah. a couple years ago, Ryan. We let my son stay up till about midnight on Christmas Eve. And then when he was up at like four thirty, quarter of five, it was a disaster. That Christmas day. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like the opposite, right? You think you, they stay up later. They'll, they'll wake up later. No, it's if for anybody that's about to have kids. Seriously, it is the exact opposite. They stay up later. They wake up earlier. 
It's it's uh-huh. garbage. Uh, and Merry then they're trying to celebrate Christmas. Hanukkah when they're doing that too. <laughs> trying to do Kwanzaa and all these things. It just yeah, gets get to the be Kwanzaa out. <laughs> yeah, he starts talking about how how uh, he's telling you that Santa's not real and everything. It's like uh, just turned into an adult. It's you know Christmas Kwanzaa. That's the ultimate holiday. It's like you know you, once you get a couple uh, you know new age black friends and uh, some family members and then a couple of Jew friends. You know, you can all have a good time and just do Christmas Kwanzaa. It's it's you know, when I was a kid, I, I told people I was Jewish and I tried to convince my parents that I was Jewish just so I could get an extra holiday in there. They didn't buy it at all. But, you know, every year for about five years, I was like, yeah, I'm Jewish, you know, because, you know, Kyle's a Jew in South Park. So I was like, yeah, I'm fucking Jewish. let's go. And uh, it never worked out. But, you know, talking about Kwanzaa, that thing was like that was invented in like the 50s by white people. Am I wrong? Uh you, I, think that, no, I, I have no idea i don't think that's a real holiday at all yeah i think it was uh it was invented and then i also heard that santa you know besides the you know the occult and uh you know druidic uh traditions of santa claus like wasn't it invented by like coca-cola in the like the 40s to sell more coke am i wrong the modern yeah. the modern santa claus yeah yeah so i mean i mean nico you you look like the like krampus over here what's going on with uh with santa you know like how did he uh, come to be? Is he uh, Odin? Isn't that the origin stories of it? I don't know. The only reference Dude. I have is like mushrooms and uh, that Krampus movie that came out a few years ago. that was complete garbage. <laughs> if my stupid fucking YouTube live was working. It, yeah. So what happened was uh, the Catholics came into Austria and turned what they had as Santa Claus uh, a long time ago. I want to say like 450. I mean, Oh, you're muted, bud. Brian, oh, muted. I'm sorry. So the, I, I want to say it was like 450 was the year that the that the um, uh, Aus- the uh, the Catholics went into Austria and they turned Santa Claus into Saint Nicholas, and then they also had like the whole Krampus thing. And Krampus is depending on how you look at it, Krampus could be the helper of santa claus or he could be the satan to santa claus is like god and to to nico's point yeah um uh saint nicholas could represent odin or thor they both ride sleighs or chariots one's pulled by horses one's pulled by deer or one's pulled by goats depending on how you look at it and uh krampus would be loki because they both have horns like that right this is the stuff that we're talking about The, the episode will be out tonight so it's very interesting when you look into how they would run this whole whole scheme, dude. And uh, fun fact, I'll share this here. The furry community actually comes from Krampus uh, as well, which is very interesting. Although the, the parents would scare the shit out of the little kids on December 5th with Krampus. And then they would all go out dressed in goat fur and have orgies in the front yard. And this is where literally the furry community came from. If the kids were to come outside, they wouldn't see their parents having sex in the lawn or in the front yard. They would see a bunch of like goat like creatures uh, rubbing up against each other. So the furry community comes from this. You just had I'll to bring post it, up, it in dude. the forums tonight. That's good to know. Yeah. Now I got a boner, dude. I mean, what the hell? Hey, so to- so where does that annoying fucking elf come into play? 
Because well, <laughs> all I know is that tradition has to go real fast. Oh, well, uh, you, know on the shelf? Shelf? you know what I thought about the elf on the shelf? So like the whole thing about the elf on the shelf is that right? It's like watching you all year, all year long or all month long and make sure you're not doing wrong. Right. Like the same. But Santa Claus is the same exact thing, but that's all year round. So it's like the elf on the shelf is just like one twelfth of Santa. But like I heard a crazy conspiracy about that. Like that's like a um, it's almost kind of like a predictive programming to a surveillance oh, state, right? Oh, you know, like, like, Hey kids, you're, you're being watched. Ha ha. It's just a fun little, it's just a fun little joke. Oh, now the elf on the shelf is just an orb floating above you. No yeah. big deal. You're just gonna have to deal with that the rest of your life. I'm like, like, damn, when I heard that, I'm like, that's kind of fucked up to actually think about that, but it's probably, there's some truth to it. I never had elf on the shelf. That was like a new thing. When I was like a teenager, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? You know what I mean? Like Santa's the, the fucking big brother over here. Dude, my elf on the shelf is an asshole. What is it? Creepy. Where did it come from? That's what I want. Like, when did this become a thing? Cause I did not grow up with elf on the shelf, but all my cousins love it. You know what I mean? I don't get it. Yeah, we've been throwing a lot of shade at uh, Hanukkah and everything, but there is legitimately a Jewish version of Elf on a Shelf, and I'm not even kidding. This is going to sound like a joke, but it's called Mensch on a Bench. I'm <laughs> I, I'm dead serious, dude. They have Mensch on a Bench, and, and this is the same deal. I think it was just a copycat version like, of like, that. Like Jew on the stool, you know, that kind of thing? Yeah, uh, yeah. and it's literally, it's like a, it's like an offensive 1930s version of a Jewish man uh, and it's just sitting on a bench. It's very, very weird. But yeah, this is a real thing. And to the point of Krampus, that's another idea. If you're if you're looking at Krampus as one of uh, Santa's helpers uh, versus like the antithesis of him, uh, the pointy horns of Krampus would be represented in the elves as their pointy ears. So it's like it's just another. It's a weird way depending on how you view Krampus and and Santa. Um, it's a really interesting story, dude. It's something really fun. And I thought that, uh, I mean, there's tons of different ways that you can look at it, but, well, uh, yeah. Have you heard the, uh, so w- one that really stuck out to me as far as like the Christmas tradition goes, is that like the whole flying reindeer thing came from, um, uh, like these in the Nordic, I'm guessing traditions, I'm going to butcher it. I'm the big dumb. So I have the right to, um, like these, th- these mushrooms would grow under the pine trees right these red and white like you know mario you know super mario bros looking mushrooms would grow under these pine trees in the winter and the reindeer would eat them and trip balls like the reindeer would just fucking go absolutely wild for these mushrooms and then uh that's where the whole gift under the tree kind of thing comes in is like these mushrooms grow under the tree and that's why we put gifts under the pine tree and that that's where the whole santa like the red and white kind of thing comes from the the flying reindeer because eventually people started eating these red and white mushrooms under the the tree and you know tripping balls as well so there's there's that and then there's I mean, you could, we, I mean, it's more potent if you all drink the reindeer pee. Oh, that's what I've heard. Yeah. You <laughs> yes. drink the piss and it fucking makes you trip even higher balls. I mean, I can't imagine. Well, think about the idea too. And, and it's <laughs> losing it over here. <laughs> there's one, there's one thing too, where the, uh, the, the goats that pull Thor's or Odin's, uh, chariot, depending on what it is, they're, they're called, uh, tan grizzniers. And these are like mythical goats. But if you're going back to that Norse mythology with like uh, Thor and Loki, Thor is red and Loki is green. So, I mean, you get your red and green Christmas colors right there, dude. It's fascinating when you look into it, like real, like 
there's just so much stuff that lines up and it's just, it's similar to religion, right? Like it's just stories borrowed from each other. Yeah. And then they're just rebranded to, to fit into the narrative of that community. It's cool. When you look at like, uh, I remember like growing up, my favorite things to watch on, you know, around this time of year with the, the classic claymation Christmas movies, like Santa Claus is coming to town, Rudolph the red nosed reindeer. And I feel like Santa Claus is coming to town is one of the, like it touches the the best on like the origins of Christmas, you know, like it's just this guy who's trying to help, you know, basically fight the fucking Stasi by giving Christmas presents to people. And that like, that's where I figured out like the, the stocking thing, like, you know, people would hang their stockings over the, uh, you know, above the fireplace to actually dry because they're walking in wet snow all day. And then that's how he was able to sneak in and fill the stockings up like that. To me, that makes sense, like how that tradition started. But as far as all the other traditions, like, why do I have to bring a fucking tree into my house and get fucking pine needles? I mean, obviously, now we have Alex symbol, man. Oh, is it it all about a dick? Oh, no, no, dude, it's it's very interesting. So since you guys are my friends and it's this is on my Patreon, actually, we we, but it's not out yet. So I'll share it because I I had an epic fuck up. But yeah, we broke down the the, the, uh, symbolism of the Christmas tree. So the Christmas tree represents fertility as a whole, the evergreen tree. Right. And then at the top, you have the star or Lucifer. This is the lone star of Lucifer. And the lights going around the Christmas tree are the one third of fallen angels or demons that are are, uh, following Satan. So it's all demonic shit. And the ornaments, the ornaments represent in uh, a positive light. They represent shelter. So in the demonic sense of the whole thing, it's kind of open, like the ornaments on the tree represent an opening to a a different portal where demons can come into your home. And I mean, it it is kind of interesting because when you think about Christmas, if you get caught up in the whole thing, you're kind of caught up in a whole like different mood. Like as a younger person, before I was into all this shit, every year Christmas, like starting December 1st, Everything was kind of more magical to me. Well, you know it's the what I Christmas mean? Like, spirit, right, Ryan? I mean, that's what exactly it, that's what it is. You get into that Christmas spirit, which is almost like a, a spell or a trance. Yeah, and it's uh, you. You want to just buy shit. You want to just throw money at things, and it, it gets very, uh, very nasty. Uh, d- January, f- and you start the fucking year off on debt in debt, dude. If you're not like, if you don't have your shit together. But Kyle brought up something good, dude. Matt, what do you think about talking about Christmas movies for a second, dude? I mean, Christmas movie. We can't. I don't think we can get away from from that idea. You'll oh, no, that's now. that's where I was actually going to go next. I was going to ask everybody, you know, a kind of what's your favorite Christmas movie? And then B, what is are, are some of the worst Christmas movies that you, you can't oh, stand? I mean, uh, and, and I'll go first from a, the worst is anything on Hallmark or Lifetime. Any oh, of those on, movies, I <laughs> that's that's Kyle's favorite. I know it is. Do every year. It's so it's something like you know it's a it's a movie you've never seen before, and and they pump out like at least twenty of those a year. You got to give them props, dude. The Hallmark Channel they do a good job with what they have, and they pump out a ton of movies. I'm not saying they're good movies. I'm not saying well, what every single happen. one is fucking Candace Cameron from Full House. Hey, I don't live here anymore, but now I'm back in town. Oh my God, there's that guy I knew. Oh my God, I don't want to be with you when I do want to be with you. I yeah, love the, you. The peasant. I that's hope you read your cookies together. Yeah. Like that's I hope that's Kyle, 19 of 
I hope you read your audio book like that. <laughs> Damn it. I got some, I got some editing to do. Shit. Uh, hey, I want you to read your audio book in the Mr. T voice. Hey man, read this book. It's about Star Wars. <laughs> Kill you. Do three different versions. Do the, do the, the gay voice, the regular voice, and then the Mr. T voice. That's how you make some cash. And then you, you spend like a cheaper, like, you know, you sell them each for 10 bucks or whatever, like just to keep it simple. And then you sell like all three for 20. And that's oh, how you man. rake it in, dude. I'll buy that value pack. Get all three. <laughs> oh my God. So Matt, I'm sorry to cut you off, but you, you, you I just, I, I've never been a fan of Hallmark movies, but I watched a couple at Thanksgiving and they were really, you know, they touched my heart in a way, you know, because I was like, you they were didn't... drunk. Yeah, you, you had to be because I mean, my, my ex is into those and and you could see him getting more woke and more woke every year. And I just can't. I, yeah. I that, That's where I draw the line. I'll, I'll watch Home Alone a thousand times over and over on replay, but I can't deal with one hour of Hallmark or Lifetime. Yeah, that's, Kyle, that's you left your vagina in your purse. No, I got it right here, bud. It's ready Jeez. for you. Well, hey, Matt, since you brought it up, can I can I talk about Home Alone real quick in a cra- in a crazy conspiracy in Home Alone? I don't know if you oh, guys have heard about hear this. It. Okay, so here's the crazy conspiracy about Home Alone. Okay, I'm sure everybody on this has has seen it. Okay, so the John Candy character that shows up halfway through the movie is a symbolization of Lucifer. Okay. Now follow me. Follow me on this. Okay, I so just watched this like literally two days ago. So you better like wrap okay. tie in good. Come on, let's I, go. I, I actually have it written down on my computer here. I'm not going to read it, but like, okay, so the mom, right? She's desperate to get home to her son, right? She's at the airport. She's going from here to there, and she goes to the counter. She says, literally, she says, "I will sell my soul to the devil himself if I can get home to my son." And who happens to show up? This guy who says, "Hey, I have a way to get you home. I will help you out." So he, he takes her in this freaking U-Haul, okay, back to where she lives to see her son. And, and in this U-Haul is all these sad souls, right, that never get to see their families. They're out touring. They're almost in like a purgatory Pol- type Pol- state. And they're polka van. Polka, <laughs> polka, polka, polka. Yeah, they're in this polka van. These people never get to see their families. The guy said he doesn't even know what his kids' names are. He's never met his kids. So these people are in like almost like a purgatory. Right. But anyways, the thought is that he gives her what she wants. Right. Um, because he, she had basically put it out into the universe. I will sell my soul to the devil to get home to my son. And then it, it goes a, a step farther, too, um, because he also says something really fucked up and it, it's played off as comedy. But if you actually think about this, this is very like <laughs> messed up, abusive. He says that, you know, to make her feel better about leaving her kid at home. He's like, well, one time I left my son in a mortuary for eight hours and no it was a fine you know he didn't talk for seven eight weeks after that but it was all good like it's like it's like funny when this thing like you said like that's kind of fucked up right that's like that's like an abusive kind of like uh, a thing so so there's there's that and the final piece of it that um, i'm putting on it is that she didn't keep her end of the bargain which is why her son goes missing again in the second one was right. Because, 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 yes, but because you know how this all works, like all these celebrities who have sold their soul, whatever, to do all this and this and this. If they don't start meeting their end of the bargain, that's when you start seeing the bad PR stories about them. That's when everybody's talking shit about them. Right. So mm-hmm. in the second movie, she loses her kid again because she didn't meet her end of the bargain. So there you have it. John Candy. Satan. 
and and it's so fresh in my mind because I literally just watched it like two days ago. And you're exactly right. I mean, he he plays it off as comedy, but it's it's actually kind of dark, you know, because I, I like, you know, I you watch the movies as a kid and you're like, yeah, it's funny. He like gets the guy in the balls, with the paint can or whatever. But like watching it now, I, I watched that and I was like. Oh God, like I, I had never caught that scene before, you know, like really like I left my kid at the fucking, you know, funeral home. I was like, oh shit. And now that you bring that up, that's pretty intense. You could also put the whole, you know, child trafficking thing on the end of it too, where they, you know, they got to get this kid because he's a fucking, you know, he's a cute little boy. And, uh, you know, obviously he's a child actor. We got it. We got to get him and, uh, you know, bring him into the fold. That's a uh, uh, fuck you, Kyle. That's all I got to say. You ruined you ruined Home Alone for me. Well, and if you look at how he looks today, he looks like he's been trafficked. That poor dude has gone. Oh, yeah. Shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So is that your favorite movie, Kyle? Is that your favorite uh, uh, Christmas movie? Yeah, I would say between that and, and Christmas Vacation. That's just it's still hilarious. Every time I watch it, it's just so funny because I think it just reminds me of my dad because like my dad's a great dude, but like he couldn't fix shit for shit. Right. So he'd be out there on the ladder like you knew something bad was going to happen. So he gets a kick out of it. I get a kick out of it. Just thinking of him, him as that, 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 that loony dude. That's like a really nice family guy. But like he, he keeps fucking up shit. It's, it's, it's so hilarious. And what about your least favorite, like your least favorite Christmas movie? My least favorite Christmas movie. Oh, my God. Um, I don't know if it's my least favorite, but it's, it's the cheesiest. Has anybody ever seen the, the Jack Frost horror movie? No. <laughs> okay, so they made this. So there's two movies called Jack Frost. One is like Michael Keaton, where he comes back, he great dies, movie. and he comes back to visit. It's a great movie. It's yeah. sad, sad as I'll get out. I can hardly watch it. But like, there's a, a horror movie called Jack Frost, where this serial killer is on his way to execution. For some reason, they're transporting him in the middle of the night, which makes no sense. But his his truck or whatever that they're carrying him crashes into the snow. And it hits like a chemical truck and he goes into the snow. So he becomes a serial killer, becomes this killer snowman. And he goes throughout the movie, killing people in various ways, having sexual relations with women. Um, Shannon Elizabeth from American Pie. It's, it's a great, beautiful, beautiful scene. Um, but then at, at the end of the movie, they figure out how to kill the snowman. Okay. They kill him with and, and a freeze. Oh my god. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> it's the, it's the corniest thing. It's on Amazon Prime if you want to if you want to laugh and drink a few beers, watch Jack Frost. It's it's the dumbest thing you've ever seen in your life. For sure. For sure. And Matt, I don't know if you ever said what your favorite Christmas movie was. You just kind of left a, I I I fucked you up with that Hallmark tangent. But what's oh, your no, favorite? I I'm I'm a home alone guy. There's there's no okay. if, ands or buts. Yeah. There you go. I'll take those. I, I mean, even if you want to go old, I really do still enjoy uh, the It's a Wonderful Life. That's oh, one of those man. that is a classic, and I have to watch it once every year. By yourself. You have to watch. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I, yeah. You, that's one yeah. of those movies you have to watch by yourself because you're going to cry. And it's like every there's got a it's got a little bit of everything for everybody where, you know, there's one part where you're going to be like, oh, fuck. And you're just going to break down. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. And what do you got, Kyle? Uh, me? So, I, you know, say what you will about, about Will Ferrell. I do like Elf. I think, uh, you know, it kind of came out when I was, I don't know, it, you know, preteen. You know, it was, it was just so, you know, it felt like a new Christmas movie. You know what I mean? There, you got the same shit over and over. The the Rudolph, the 
all that stuff. And it, it felt like a new Christmas movie. So I really liked it. And then again with Kyle national lampoon Christmas vacation, it, it just cracks me up every time. Um, and then worst Christmas movie. Um, fuck. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Another one I like is just friends with Ryan Reynolds. I don't know if y'all seen that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That suit for part of the movie. Great. Yes, so, movie. Not so really good. a Christmas movie, but, but it's like if a Hallmark movie did really well and went to like the box office, you know, it did, it did really good. Um, but as far as like bad Christmas movies, I mean, any, like I agree with you, the Hallmark movies suck, but I have, I have to give them credit because they pump out so many every year that it's like, you know, uh, you gotta, you gotta give them credit, but, they're they're terrible so we will not give them credit no <laughs> no nico what do you got for for christmas movies i'm going dark with this one me and my son just watched gremlins and he is a huge fan of gremlins i guess that counts as a christmas movie i forgot about that it's a yeah i forgot that took place at christmas dude that's a good poll right there but uh i love that one and we just watched elf the other day too and it I'm in the same boat as Kyle. Like it came out when I was in like, I don't know, sixth grade or something. And it felt like a new movie. So I still laugh at it. I think it's hilarious, but uh, yeah. Worst movie. I don't know. I, we just watched the newer one, the Christmas Chronicles two on Netflix. And that's just Hmm. a hot pile of garbage. Just totally woke. Just nonsense. It's the first one was okay. You know, decent kind of, humbling you know but the second one they just cash grab total trash but yeah there's a i don't know i don't i've always i was always afraid of the um claymation ones when i was little <laughs> they freaked me out so i never like really watched them too much i've never seen it's a wonderful life so i'm gonna have to check this one out too yeah that's Dude, a, watch, that's a watch it movie. movie yeah watch it by yourself mm-hmm. all right <laughs> yeah, if you have your kid with you He'll be like, my dad's a little bitch because he's crying. (laughs) It's a good one. It's a good one. Another one that I, you know, that I, and I, I, it's almost sacrilegious that I left it out is the Charlie Brown Christmas too. Oh yeah. That little short. I mean, Mm -hmm. that was one we would watch every year and man, that thing never gets, I still watch it to this day at least once. So why why was he always so depressed? Like I feel like he may have needed some like pharmaceutical drugs because he was, he was just he was always like so nine sad. years old, dude. Well, That's didn't you hear the conspiracy on that that he was like dying of cancer or something? And yeah. going to <laughs> oh, oh my god! Oh yeah, I did hear that. That's that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I have I have a Christmas medical involved. I have a Christmas medical question for Janet. Um, okay. Speaking of speaking of Charlie Brown dying of cancer, um, what disease did Tiny Tim have? Because he was like. Had a crutch, he was crippled, but he also couldn't breathe. What was going on with Tiny Tim? I, I thought, thought it was this was going to be a joke. <laughs> no, this is a this is a serious medical diagnosis, Janet. Tuberculosis, to dude. Tuberculosis. I have no is that, idea. Is that what it was? Yeah, I, I think it no was idea. tuberculosis. I was ready for a really important medical question, like um, during the <laughs> Christmas season. Did you ever see somebody bedazzle their? the jj and i was gonna say yes <laughs> that what? was next that was the next question <laughs> did it yes. did do a good job though that's the question um if you like glitter yeah oh my did. god yeah <laughs> yeah 
we had we had um, a bedazzler in our practice that um, different occasions meant different uh, designs. So yeah. But the glitter, don't you have to put down glue? Do you have to put down glue first and then the glitter to make it stick? Okay. It works really well when you don't have hair. Let's go. Watch Harry, Harry Christmas. He's like, honey. <laughs> Watching Kyle's ears just sag right there as he thought about it. <laughs> 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 Janet, what's your favorite Christmas movie? You know, I like the claymation stuff, but I also love, um, and this is the, kind of raunchy, uh, but I love Dirty Santa, Bad Santa. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. I, I love that because. Um, That's Billy Bob know, Thornton, right? Yeah. Yeah. Debauchery and stuff. But I also love, uh, and it's a really good one if you haven't seen it, but Family Man. Which is Nicolas Cage and Taya Leone. That that was good. And of course, all the you know classics and stuff. The one classic that I can't stand because um, it was my brother's favorite, and we literally watched it every year without fail. Is a Christmas Story. Yes, thank you so much for saying that. Red Wider Gun. Oh my God! Something happened because when we were kids, that movie was bearable. But over time, something happened in in that late nineties. Yeah, where they started putting it on twenty four seven, and now it's one of those where you see it on, you're like, oh, we have to watch this again. Not happening. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like, like, is it supposed to be funny? Like, it's not funny. Yeah. And, you know, like, you know, the dogs eating the turkey and and all this, the the whole thing. Bumpuses. Yeah. yeah, The whole thing was just like awful. And, uh, you know, of course, when we were younger, we we only had like three channels on TV. And so they would have like marathon Christmas on those three channels. And so, you know, of course, it was the old claymation stuff every year, which I kind of like, and I kind of miss those, you know, with the, what was his name? Burl Ives that used to Mm -hmm. sing the songs and stuff. Um, And, you know, I like all of the older stuff, of course, you know, like it's a wonderful life and miracle on 34th street and um, white Christmas, all that, but the white Christmas is awful. Really, not a Christmas movie. Yeah, really, <laughs> you got to watch really the musical awful. version. It's pretty good. Like, what is the really... play they put on? Oh, it's basically just like all the songs, uh, but you oh. know, girls in like short Santa skirts, like kicking and dancing. So I kind of like it. As Why a... are they putting the channel? I, I just sorry, it's my wife's favorite movie, and I can't stand it. Uh, as a as you know, as a theater man, it's it's always fun, and you know, also as a theater man, every year I got to go see the goddamn Nutcracker Ballet. Oh. And, I've uh, never. Oh my, Janet! Don't waste your fucking time. Yeah, no, it is. I'm uh, not into stuff like that. I can't. Uh, like, if anybody was like, "Here's some theater tickets," I would be like. Shh shoot me instead i would rather cut Seriously. off my pinky toe literally than go watch a yeah. play and exactly. kyle it's it's like weird too it's just like weird fever dreams of like rats dancing and shit like it, it makes no fucking sense no it makes no sense and it uh, but of course the russians wrote it so like there's tons of like communistic undertones um it's uh you know like it, it, it's it's really bad 
Um, you know, the dancing is good depending on where you see it. Like if a professional company does it, it's, it's cool. Cause you know, it, I, I respect dancing, you know, that's, a, it's hard to do. I can't do it very well, but as far as like the actual nutcracker goes, it's awful. It's terrifying. And, uh, it, it makes no sense. It's literally like a kid took a bunch of shrooms on Christmas mm-hmm. night. He's uh, watching all this shit happen. Um, Mommy, I saw lots of rats in my dreams again. <laughs> And a dancing nutcracker, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Ryan, did you say what your favorite your favorite movies were? Or, uh... No, I, I actually didn't. I, I've got a long list here of bad ones too. But yeah, the so the good ones that that no one mentioned. You know, Nightmare Before Christmas is a great Christmas movie, man. I hate the people that wear the clothes with Jack Skeleton. Those are some of the worst people on earth. But hot topic the, people. <laughs> yeah, the the movie's great, and then no one said Die Hard. Dude, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah, Come on. Movie. There's a Christmas tree in it. But no, uh, some of the bad ones, and I, I, you know, it's kind of funny. No one thought about porns. We're talking, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas on my face. Uh, here's here, how the Grinch, how the Grinch gaped Christmas. Uh, yo, 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 a very black Christmas tale. Uh, then we also have Miracle on 69th Street. Uh, drunk sex orgy winter wonder bang there's oh, a lot of classic. good ones here there's a lot of oh yeah too. all i want for christmas is a gang bang i mean there's some good good <laughs> names here for different barely i think legal... i've seen that one that's the good one yeah what about barely legal bitch that stole christmas that's a good one i mean there's a lot of good names here christmas comes early spelled k-u-c-u-m uh i mean deck the teens there's a lot of good names uh, there's no deck the balls there no deck the balls I mean, no but on. you know there's ho 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 and okay, uh you know little christmas tale uh mary x miss there, there's a lot there's a lot of good ones here uh and I, my my interest is peaked i, I just kind of thought of uh checking these out i think my favorite of those would be how the grinch gaped christmas though that's a great <laughs> name yeah and, well, and i think i also think uh ho 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 the kamala harris story was another really great Christmas uh, movie, too. Yes. You know, the Grinch's heart isn't the only thing that grew three sizes that night, you know? Um, Well, yeah, there's one that's called The Tits That Saved Christmas. That's great. And Tranny Claws? Are we kidding me? Come on. Tranny Claws. Let's go, dude. There's so many good ones. Uh, You know, I did forget about The Grinch. That is a good one with with Jim Carrey. That's actually a good movie. I do watch that every year, except I skip the fucking little girl singing parts. But... Uh, I am going to have to watch some of those pornos, uh, Ryan. I mean, it's uh, I'm sure on Pornhub, they'll be trending in the next week or so as we get closer <laughs> to the holiday. Um, you know, so I, I'm not going to not watch it. You know, Ryan, I'm not Ryan you want to send me some links to put in the show notes? Yeah, please do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So right now I'm looking at uh, tech media, tech media attainment blog spot. I'll send you the link. But yeah, dude, so they, they give you like 30 with an update, 30 titles with an update. And there is a, a dirty Santa title in here. And I'm very disappointed in Janet for saying that she likes Billy Bob Thornton. He made Angelina Jolie wear a vial of his blood on her neck. Remember that? I'm not supporting the movie because of who it is (laughs) if that were the case i wouldn't watch anything yeah that's true except except um how the grinch gaped christmas uh partnered with ho ho kamala yeah so those kind of go together 
you know. And if that doesn't exist, we should make it. We should. Uh, we should. Well, yeah. there's. I mean, there are some great names. I, I can't. I can't let go of any of these good ones. Santa is coming all over town. Uh, this has been made back in 1996. There, there's some good names here. Oh, that's an old list. That's not like the 2021 Christmas list. No, no. There's some coming up from like the the newest ones are 2014, 2016. This is Santa's Wank Shop. But yeah, you have. Uh, do they, do they even make them, movies anymore? It, I don't think they make movies. Most yeah, it all seems like it's just Pornhub now. So the the days of the long porn film may be dead. With yeah, an actual per- story, you know? I mean, what happened to art? What happened to art? What is Peter North doing these days? Well, well he's you know, not at making- the North Pole. I'll tell you that. <laughs> they're right making, now. They're making a uh, they're making a sequel to that Ho 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 Kamala Harris story, but it's it's a Charlie Brown parody. It's called a, a Willie a Willie Brown Christmas. So that's coming out very shortly as well. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I'm gonna meet my dude i saw i saw one that it's it was called a uh a charlie bust down christmas and it was it was charlie with a huge fat ass on a stripper pole it was so funny <laughs> but yeah no there's some there's like with the internet man there's just so many funny things out there but yeah i i uh you should, my interest is what about include that in the show. That? We, need, we need to include that link in the show notes we will and and uh i i think if you're white you can't even watch yo 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 a very black christmas tale that's pretty that's got to be some kind of cultural appropriation type stuff like leprechaun in the hood you know like they took polar out. sex press come on there's too many dude okay, not starring good. tom hanks Polar Express probably, probably. Is the worst Christmas movie. That shit was so weird. The animation was so weird. And that fucking kid with the annoying voice. I mean, oh, it, was, it was awful. Fuck that movie. Awful. Yeah, that's Jesus. one that can go, Kyle. I'm with you, man. That's terrible. Yeah, it was awful. Oh, Jesus Christ. Link's Ryan. coming over to you there. Uh- <laughs> 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 oh. No, you just send it to all of us directly because I, I, you know, I got a few minutes after we're done here. Um, I might need to check some of these out. Yeah, just for research, just to like cross-examine them. I, I would recommend, I mean, dude, there is some great names. I, I can't go through all of them because it would take quite some time. But I mean, th- there's some thought that went into these. And that's what I'm saying. Art is dead. I mean, they're not doing these anymore. It's just all about, you know, who can get the most like clicks. You know, it's there's all no production your, value. All about stepsisters, dude. That's fucking weird. Very weird. <laughs> <laughs> we could probably make some up like before the show is over like uh you know and there's no i'm gonna look up some hanukkah porns right now while we're on the air here and uh oh there's, there is definitely a plethora of of jewish hanukkah porn spin me like a spin me like a dreidel on your dick <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the menorah itself is already ready to go. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, dude, it is. Uh, I mean, there's sit and spin. Yeah. Yeah. I want eight. I want eight candles in my ass. Because isn't there eight <laughs> candles? <laughs> yeah. I'm just making these up. I'm, Does anybody I, have candles they can send Ryan for Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> I got you, Ryan. I got you. Preferably blue. <laughs> Yeah, blue or blue or gold. <laughs> oh man. So I have a question. What is the worst Christmas present 
you guys have ever received? Carton of cigarettes. That was quick to answer, dude. That was wow. quick. It was the worst present I've ever gotten. I don't even smoke. Hmm. That's a good question. Now, Ryan, now, Ryan, you said you, you, you uh, people in your family can drink when they're 12. What's the age for cigarettes? Is it, is it nine? Four. No, no. Four. Honestly, none of, okay. no one okay. really smokes. No one really smokes at all. Man. Uh, yeah, that is a tough question. Um, I know like the worst birthday present I got, but. I don't know if that counts as Christmas. I don't really have a worse present, but when I was in third grade, this is a kind of a funny story. Um, me and my brother were being little shitheads and we wouldn't go to bed. And my parents were like, you know, if you don't go to bed, Santa's not going to bring any presents. And I was kind of on the fence at that point with Santa Claus and, you know, whether it was real or not. And uh, when we woke up in the morning, there was nothing under the tree. <laughs> and like, my parents were just like, Damn. we told you. And uh, then we like went out and my dad like stacked them all up on the back porch. But dude, that if you want to mess with a kid's psyche, <laughs> don't Damn. put any Christmas <laughs> presents under the tree. Yeah, that's, that's harsh. No joke right there. Who who uh, mentioned their birthday for Christmas? Are you Jesus? Who said that? No, no, I'm saying my, my birthday's in June, but I know I can identify <laughs> really quickly what the worst birthday present I got was. And oh was, yeah, because you're like, was, I don't it, know, it, my it, birthday counts for Christmas, but you know, I just thought that was like straight, not at all, Jesus uh, reference. I'm set up pretty good, you know. Like when I was a kid, every six months I got like a a boatload of of shit, you know, because June and then December. That's um, ideal. Yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. I feel bad for the kids who are born in like December, January, because like your parents are just like, fuck it, we'll group it all together. Here's your birthday slash Christmas present. I felt bad for those kids. But the worst birthday present I ever got was it was like my fifth birthday. And one of my fucking degenerate uncles got me a pair of like girls panties and I opened them up in front of everybody and I just started crying. And then my aunt started singing. It's my party and I cry. <laughs> and like uh, like it scarred me for a really long time. Um, but as far wow. as presents, though, you know, I really don't I don't recall. You know, I was I'm an only child. Um, Oh, up until high school, I was an only child. And, uh, you know, I, I was a fucking brutal person to buy presents for just because I was like fucking this. I would my mom would get me exactly what I wanted for, like asked for. And I would still be upset. You know what I mean? I was like, this is not But that goes back to like the magic of Christmas. Like it's supposed to be like this awe inspiring thing. And so she'd give me exactly what I wanted. And I would still cry about it because I was a little bitch. You know what I mean? Fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I, mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Um, you, you, do, you did great. You were the best. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry. I was an asshole. I hope she's not listening. Honestly, I just listed off a bunch of porns. <laughs> she and might coming be all one. over your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, she's send, t- everybody send Kyle panties for Christmas. Kyle, put your, gonna, put, your, put your address in the show notes. I'll take him. Let's go. I was going to say he's wearing the panties right now. That he was crying about. That's funny, dude. Now, I did get a dollhouse. Pants. Yeah, those are my Christmas big boy pants. No, I got a. I did get a dollhouse one year for Christmas, which was weird. Um, but I was into that architecture shit. That's why I like those animated movies and stuff. I'm always like into artistic things so it was kind of funny i actually got one of those as like a four-year-old i got a 
one of those electric trucks, you know, that little kids drive around and a dollhouse. And I was more attracted to the dollhouse than I was the truck as a four year old because I was more into artistic shit. And God bless my dad. He didn't think I was gay or anything. You know, he just he was like, hey, well, he called let- you a faggot, but, you know, he didn't think you were. he probably did. And he probably went and cried silently in the shower, but he didn't he didn't say anything to my face. And I grew up to be a, a somewhat respectable uh, and dysfunctional male. So, you know, it's fun. But, you know, it was weird because like I saw the videos, too, and it was. Like if I had a kid like that, I would have been like, oh, boy, something's wrong with this kid. You know what I mean? Like he's going for the dollhouse. He's not interested in the truck. And, uh, you know, but I, then I grew up and I started loving like, you know, I, I used to race motorcycles and stuff as like a teenager. And it, it's just weird how thinking about like drawing it into something that's like sim- like, you know, how today is parents like liberal parents would see a kid that's attracted to a dollhouse and really push like transgender reassignment surgery mm-hmm. at age seven. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah. he likes a dollhouse at age four. Let's cut his dick off. You know what I mean? It's 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 crazy. So, yeah, really, like, it's like we should give this kid a fucking hammer and a two by four and let him go to town. Like, really, that's what that is. Or teach him how to fight or something. You know what I mean? Because, like, mm-hmm. you know, just let him let him be a let him let him figure out what's going on. Um, Because, like, I always used to like Barbies too, like Barbie toys. But I would always just take their clothes off. And like, look at their, their bodies, you know what I mean? And so like, it was just, it's very interesting how like you could, you could try and uh, select what you see in your kid, how they're, how they're going through things or, or figuring out their own path. It's, it's very interesting now that you kind of asked about the shitty gifts that we've gotten. I think the worst thing that I ever got, and this was from my dad. Uh, when we were little, because I guess uh, he was not the one that used to do any of the shopping. Um, I got some Old Spice. <laughs> <laughs> like the the authentic Old Spice. Yeah. So I got Old Spice uh, for Christmas. <laughs> that Lucky is something gal. you will not yeah. forget. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting one. You'll never forget one. that smell yeah and that's the thing is being that young like i always know if somebody's around me that's wearing that that's that smell now you know because <laughs> it was the aftershave stuff and so I, I that's something i just ne- will never forget that smell because i was like oh this is awful yeah i didn't know what old spice was at the time but yeah the mk ultra you yeah old so spice. yeah that's crazy i just remember the hating like, getting I just remember hating getting like clothes as a kid. I'm like, damn it. I wanted mm-hmm. fucking Legend of Zelda, mom. You know what I wanted? I don't want these. Here's but now some that I'm corduroy like, pants, Kyle. Right. Here's some corduroy pants, Kyle. Wear this. Oh, that's so sharp. You look so, so cute. <laughs> Dude, I know you're about to say it, Kyle, but how much do you love getting clothes now? I love getting clothes. Like my wife gets me all these awesome, like Star Wars socks. I'm like yes, putting dude. these Star Wars socks. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm a real man. I'm going into my work with a <laughs> baby Yoda sock on. I'm a real man, mom. Look at me now. Like my you favorite thing to, to get my Star Wars socks. Like she'd be a fucking nerd. <laughs> I just bought my son a uh, uh, Mandalorian beanie. And uh, when you pull it down, it's got mesh in it. So like he can pull it down over his face and see. And it looks like nice. a Mandalorian helmet. Dope. That's awesome, dude. But yeah. 
and the other thing too like this is something and it's that sounds so like bratty as an adult now and stuff but like as a kid like my dad would always buy like i like for the longest time i asked for a carhartt jacket and he would get me like a bear jacket or like you know just the knockoff brands Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like it does the same but it's just like anything anything you asked for it was always like you got the gift but it wasn't what you really wanted right Yeah, it's like what Kyle said. It's like you you had that list and they can get you everything on that list. But there was always that idea in your head that there was some magical gift you didn't put on your list that they were going to get for you. Exactly. And, and, and it never came because you didn't put it on your list. So how the hell are they going to buy it for you? I know my parents. I think, when were- I, I, I think when I was like 15 or 16, I asked my mom for this movie and she had no idea what it was. But I know my dad knew what it was. So on Christmas morning, I'm opening up the Silence of the Lambs. And my mom has no idea what this is. And my dad's like, wait, 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 wait. Is that that one about that like cannibal dude? I'm like, no, no, dad. It's just a, it's just like a kid's movie. Don't, don't worry about it. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, it was great every Christmas and birthday watching my dad figure out what he got me for, for <laughs> yeah. Christmas yeah. birthday. Like, I'd be like, you know, I'd open it up and be like, thanks, dad. Thanks, mom. And he'd be like, you're welcome. Like he has no fucking clue. And Let me this- see that thing, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, he's like, wait, what did I get you? Pass oh, that over. Oh, I remember now. And he has no fucking clue, but he paid for it. You know. Thank. Shout out to all the dads out there who try hard. I appreciate you. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. My dad was. I mean, to this day, he's like, you know, I have no idea. But this year, actually, I actually tried to make, you know build all my christmas presents for everybody mm-hmm. partly to save money and partly to just to you know give it a shot you know and uh i i i told my girlfriend or now my fiance uh yeah told, congrats on congratulations that. oh Thank congratulations congratulations um i told her i was like all right next year we gotta start christmas in like before thanksgiving because you don't start thinking about christmas most people until after thanksgiving and you're like Oh, we got a Christmas shop and all this stuff. Uh, but you know, me making all the presents this year, I was like, fuck, I don't have enough time. Like we got to fucking, I got to spend some extra hours in the shop just trying to get shit done. Um, well, are you talking about decorating before Thanksgiving? Cause that's psychopath talk. No, no, no. I mean, uh, like, like getting all the prep, like what you're going to buy, who you're getting gotcha. presents for all that kind of stuff. You know, it's one of those things like you don't think about, and then you literally have less than a month before you have to get it all done after Thanksgiving. So I was like, we got to figure this shit out like September, October, just to make it easier on us. Cause God mm-hmm. knows by the time you're, you think about it, you're like, Oh shit. And you know, thanks to uh, Brandon, uh, you know, the supply chain, the supply chains, all that stuff. Like, you know, you might not get what you need. Um, but mm-hmm. Hey, shout out to the USPS workers out there. I know I hate you and your institution, but um, y'all been doing two shifts every day. They come at like seven in the morning and like four at night. So they've been, they've been doing a good job. Hey, can you go to a facility in Texas for me and tell them to send my fucking package that has been sitting there since <laughs> December the 4th? Oh God. It hasn't moved since December the 4th. What is it? What is it? Um, it's a life pipe. A what? What the fuck is that? It's a life pipe. Um, and a sex toy? I don't. Yeah, it sounds like it belongs <laughs> in one of those movies that I was just it's, listening. To. Um, it's, I'm waiting for it to get here so I can make my movie. God damn it! Oh, um, oh what? Yeah, no, it's a it's a pipe that's um, carved out of wood. It's real skinny, 
and it has um, like cotton filaments that you put in it and you put essential oils on the end and you inhale them and it clears up your lungs and sinuses. So yeah, it's been sitting there since December the 4th and has never moved. Jesus. Interesting. Well, here in Texas. So if you're listening to this, uh, USPS workers, uh, fuck off. (laughs) <laughs> yeah they suck i mean i know they they're they do their their best though man you know it's tough yeah, amazon does suck though everyone's working yeah. i keep saying like oh they're gonna put us in camps and then i thought about it, it was like imagine the people with the dmv trying to put us into camps like they they it would be it would take like years to get you know one city into the fucking camps they're supposed to go to you're like, gonna have to go home get your electric bill you need to bring your electric bill too and a check. Who has a checkbook anymore? You need exactly. a check. Yeah, three forms of ID to get into the FEMA camp. But yeah. no, none to vote. That's how it goes, right? Right. That's not required. <sighs> well, I think this is a good spot to wrap it up here. Um, let's take it around the horn. Uh, plug all your stuff and uh, and we'll get out of here. And we'll start with you, Janet. Go right ahead. Uh, you can find my personal pages on Instagram at no Janet. You can find me on Twitter at, or, or excuse me, Instagram is at deplorable Janet. Twitter is at no Janet, K-N-O-W. You can find my podcast, Deplorable Nation, on every platform, as well as Alt Media United and actualactivist.com. Excellent That's it for me. And thank you again for joining, Janet. It's always a pleasure Thanks having for you. inviting. It was fun. Uh, Kyle, go ahead. Which one? Which one? Uh, I was Kyle one to see or who Kyle would jump two? first. Uh, go ahead, Conspiracy Kyle. All right. Um, so I'm Conspiracy Kyle. You can find me at Conspiracy underscore Kyle on Twitter and Instagram, uh, like we talked about earlier. I just wrote a book and it's uh, out now on Amazon, a paperback and Kindle soon to be on audiobook. I lost my train of thought there. Um, so uh, stay tuned to my social media and I'll put more links there. Um, my podcast is called Conspiracy in the Force. Um, you can find that on every podcast platform as well. And Matt, thank you so much again for, for the invite and thank you everybody for all your support. Oh, of course. Hey, for, those listening, what's, for those just listening, what's the name of your book, Kyle? It's called, I, I had a few beers, so it's going to be hard to say. It's called Intergalactic. <laughs> in, yeah, it's called my book. It's called Kyle's <laughs> book. No, it's called uh, Intergalactic Totalitarianism, Authoritarian Tactics and Traits in a Galaxy Far, Far Away in a Galaxy Not So Far Away. <sighs> right Did on. it. Nailed it. <laughs> you get that? You should, you should make one called uh, Kyle's book. <laughs> Let me go. <laughs> this is Kyle's book. <laughs> Kyle's my high, wrote a book. We'll co-write it, you know. We'll co-write. The yes, book. yes, yes. You, yeah, you just say the words to me, and I'll write them down. There we go. <laughs> Life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> Nico, why don't you go? All right. Uh, thank you again, Matt, for having me on. These are always so much fun. Uh, my show is Upstate Unconventional. It's on all the major platforms and on Alt Media United. And you can follow me on Instagram at Upstate underscore Unconventional. 
Excellent. And, and by the way, and by the way, we're getting Nico to write a book next. Everybody keep telling him he's writing a book next. He's doing it, right. whether he likes it or not. All right, Nico, <laughs> you're up next. It's on you. All right, uh, Kyle. All right. Hey, yeah, Matt, thanks so much again, dude. This is always like like Nico said, this is always so fun. Uh, it always gets a little wild. I always get a little too drunk. Uh, but it's with great people. And uh, man, I wish I could spend Christmas with all of you. It'd be so fun. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, Kyle at the uh, the Big Dumb Podcast. You can check us out on all podcast platforms and Alt Media United and uh, actualactivists.com as well. And uh, Instagram, hit me up, the Big Dumb underscore podcast. Uh, we'll have a good time. Always looking for new, new people to get on the show, new uh, conversations to have, you know. Um, and it'll be a good time. So, uh, Matt, thank you so much. And I hope you all have a merry, merry uh, non-occult Christmas. I think uh, that's the best way to do it. Just in, and enjoy it. Spend some time with your family. Have a few beers. And, uh, you know, just just get ready for the new year because 2022 is going to be fucking wild. I can tell already. Hey, congrats again on the engagement, man. Hey, thank you, yeah. dude. I'm, I'm super nervous. I'm, I'm actually terrified. Uh, but, you know, uh, that's how it goes. My, uh, I took an arrow to the knee and we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes from here. Oh, and congratulations on your deer too. Thank you. I'm a hunter now certified, okay. uh, shot two deer this season. Um, hope to get another one before the end of the season. And, uh, the next one, I'm just going to get all jerky so I can send you guys some fucking jerky. I don't want to send you guys like raw steaks or anything, but <laughs> if I get some jerky, I'll definitely be sending it out because, uh, because I, I want to share that with you. It's so that's what it's all about: sharing the 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 uh, fruits of my labor or the the bounties of the hunt, I guess, with the with all you great people. So thank you, Janet. I appreciate that. You're welcome. And Ryan, go ahead, plug away, buddy. Yeah, thanks as always for having me on. And yeah, dude, there's so many things going on here. I kind of makes me feel like a big piece of shit. Kyle's killing all kinds of animals, getting engaged. The other Kyle. I mean, this should just be called the Kyle episode because the I other Kyle's writing a fucking would, book. I, I was hoping that'd be the case. You know, I was like, this should just be the Kyle show. Uh, <laughs> this so is the Kyle show. <laughs> I already got the intro. We're ready to go. Kyle, we should start a podcast. Call it the Kyle show. I mean, we oh, get so many. All the Kyles in the world would hop on. You know? Oh, man. We'd so much. Army. So much monster would be drank. I mean, so much. And so <laughs> many holes in drywall. It'd just be insane. And it, it, it'd be so sick if... Drywall would not stand a chance. We would fucking destroy drywall across the world. Just call it <laughs> Kyle and Kyle versus drywall. And everyone that you talk to is named Kyle or Kyla. That would be sick. Yeah. So like yes. Any chick has to be named Kyla. That's my sister's name. But yeah, dude, um, very, very fun uh, little Christmas episode here. And I do agree with uh, Big Dumb Kyle that it would be so fun to spend a Christmas uh, with all the uh, the crazy conspiracy minded people, man. It would be really, really cool. But, you know, we can only hope maybe someday, maybe one of us will make it big enough to where they can fly everyone to a location. We can have like a beach house or some shit or when we're all in the FEMA camps. <laughs> probably that's probably more realistic uh i was trying to keep it light but that's probably more real um so yeah it, it would be uh yeah yeah you know. did you hear janet did you hear janet got poisoned the other day oh damn it that's yeah. crazy <laughs> shit really? i think you're next bro this is the post office <laughs> oh, that's no good that Probably. is not good well you know 
honestly, uh, always have fun on these and Merry Christmas to everyone. I don't say happy holidays because all the other ones are bullshit. So Merry Christmas. And uh, yeah, dude, just having a great time uh, doing the show. Dangerous World on Patreon. You can just find over there or find me. Uh, and yeah, dude, it's always fun doing the Monday Night Master Debaters and talking with all you guys, man. So thank you guys for, uh, for chatting with me, dealing with my bullshit. And uh, Matt, what about you, man? What's going on over there at the uh, Great Deception? Oh, we're back in action. I just I just finally got my I had to take last week off after being sick. So uh, I, it's good to be back with you all. And uh, and thanks for joining me. Merry Christmas, everyone. And uh, yeah, you can find my stuff at the Great Deception podcast. I'm at the Great Deception podcast on Instagram. Uh, I have some videos on YouTube. They did take a couple down the other day. Uh, you can also go check out Bit Shoot and Odyssey. I'm starting to post stuff over there as well. Uh, and Alt Media United, go check out all of us over there. Um, I, I believe everyone on here is in there, and uh, great place to follow everybody and support all us podcasters. So, uh, with that said, guys, again, I can't thank you enough. Merry Christmas to all. Have a great night. Stay safe and stay strong. Question everything. Is there a secret history of the United States intentionally hidden by the mainstream media? Could there be a secret society of fat money businessmen whose agenda has been the cause of every major war and economic depression? Is there a shadowy elite gently pulling the strings of our world to bring about their own self-serving political program? The answers may surprise you. The creation of the Federal Reserve System was about more than just money. Some refer to it as the secret birth of a criminal conspiracy to rob the American middle class of its hard-earned wealth. Others believe it to be part of an attempt to bring the world under the control of a shadowy international elite that calls itself the New World Order.